What up, y'all? This is DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of Pillow Talk with the Casey Crew. Welcome. All right. Now, um, if you don't know what Pillow Talk is, maybe you're a new listener and you're just like, what the hell is this? This is where we talk about celebrity news, regular news, or whatever that's going on that we find funny, sad, and different. We just give our opinions on it. Yeah. Pretty much if it's interesting to you guys, it's interesting to us. Well, let me remix that. If it's interesting to you guys, it's interesting to Rashawn. Correct. Because he pretty much chooses the topics that we are going to wrap up pretty much the same way that he does when we do the Casey crew. And I kind of don't know how I feel about that. Right. I feel as though I'm a big girl. Okay. And I can weigh in on the topics that we're going to discuss. This is like all your brainchild. I don't know if I really appreciate that. Well, you think like a lawyer a lot, and sometimes I don't want that think. I don't want that thought. I just want you to to just give your honest opinion without pre-thinking. You're a pre-thinker. But so what? My opinion's not going to change regardless of whether I pre-think it or if I'm thinking it in the moment. I prefer the moment. Sometimes Because sometimes you might overthink something. Overthink? Yeah, let me have my fun with, with, with this, okay? All right. I mean, if you want to do it your way, it works for the Casey crew. I'll, I'll leave you be. You're my boss in real life, but I'm your boss on these podcasts. All, All right. right. I can get with it. Now, the first uh, thing we'll talk about is Mason Pryor. Do you know who Mason Pryor is? Yes. Who is he? He is Richard Pryor's son. That's right. And I think he's just getting his foot. He's dipping his toes in the water as far as comedy, right? That's right. Okay. And he recently performed at the Apollo. And um, I'm gonna play it for you. All right. Wait before before you do that, the Apollo just like Showtime at Showtime at the Apollo. It's, right. It's back. It just came back. How long ago? I'm not too sure how long. I know Steve Harvey's hosted. I know A.G. and okay. Bylon is doing something with it as well. Okay. But he recently performed this. Let's play it. Make some noise for Mason Pryor. And go. I'm nervous. I can literally hear my dad up in heaven right now, like, boy, you better not mess this up. <laughs> A lot of crazy stuff going on right now. Donald Trump is president. Nah, calm down. I'm not as mad as Facebook is. You read the messages. Oh, Donald Trump, this is the worst president ever. I'm not the smartest man, but 400 years of slavery and not one of them presidents made the cut. And the worst part is, I feel like I understand really what's the problem with Donald Trump. Everybody here in America knows the code. If you get caught cheating, you got to cut your side thing loose. Donald Trump's still on the phone at the White House talking to Russia. Hello? Hey, no. No, I want to talk to my man right now. You go get my Putin. Is that you, my Putin? I love you so much. I love the way you smell. I love the way your name comes off my lips. Boom. Oh, damn. Time to respect. <laughs> and there it went. And there it went. That's still booed. Oh, wait, wait. I want to see him get booed off. Sit down. Y'all not going to boo me. He said, y'all not going to boo me. Wow. 
All right, that that's that's what it was. Right. So wow. now you know uh, that was pretty disgusting. Wow. Now, now, first thing I would have said to Mason is, I would have never told anybody I was Richard Pryor's son. From right then and there, once I say I'm Richard Pryor's son. You already set the bar. You set the bar. Right. You set the bar. Now, I'm not looking for how fun you, how funny you are. I'm looking, how, I'm looking at how funny you are compared to your dad. Right. That's fucked up. Right. You know? But- and, and sometimes, just because your dad is a legend and legendary in certain things, doesn't mean you're that legendary or that good. Michael Clearly. Jordan's son doesn't play basketball. You know why? He's probably not that good. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, right. Mason Pryor, I don't know. This was your first time me hearing you, but you ain't sound funny or that good to me. Well, you just said that he shouldn't have told people that his name is Mason Pryor. Just say Mason. Rashawn, hmm? I apologize for those of you that have not seen this and can only go off of the audio that we just provided. Right. But... He is a complete knockoff of his father. So it doesn't matter if he said that his name was Fu Manchu. You would know that that's Richard Pryor's son. You would think that. Because he looks just like him. The way that he speaks is a knockoff. And the way that he uses his mannerisms is exactly like his father's. Everything about him looks like his father and that is for me not not his name that is for me where he went wrong because you you people want to see originality so Correct. he could have came out there and said yeah I'm Mason Pryor whether he said that he's Richard Pryor's son or not right. but if he came out there as an individual I think that he would have had a much better shot and people would have accepted him more with an open mind because I'm not going to lie. As soon as I crawled over to your side of the bed and looked at his performance, the first thing I was thinking was, "Ah, maybe you shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't come out with the same hairdo, the same mannerisms, the same voice, the same everything as your dad. Because when you do that, now you really have to measure up. So now you're starting at a deficit. Right. See, but the thing is, is this, right? (laughs) There is no way in hell I'm going to say that that's my dad. I don't care because this is the thing. This is what what you're not thinking about. Richard Pryor, to a lot of people, is more of an older comedian. When I say that, I don't think a 30-year-old knows who Richard Pryor is. I think he's a legend. It's like saying a a 30-year-old wouldn't know who Bill Cosby is. Right, or Matt, wouldn't know, or wouldn't know who. Even though Eddie Murphy different. is a little bit younger, it's like saying a thirty-year-old wouldn't know who Eddie Murphy is. I'm gonna tell you why that's different. Eddie Murphy's in Shrek. These kids watch Shrek. The Cosby Show gets rerun all the time on their shows. Richard Pryor doesn't. They don't. They never seen Harlem Nights. If you bring in Madison right now and say, "Do you know who Richard Pryor is?" She's gonna say, yeah, "No." Yeah, but Madison's sixteen. You're talking about a thirty-year-old. I don't think a twenty-year-old, twenty-five-year-old, thirty. Like you got. Yeah, I think, think maybe a twenty-year-old might we not young, know. Richard a 20, Pryor passed. Twenty-five-year-old might not. No, but I think a 30-year-old would know who Richard Pryor is. I don't think so. We're not too far off 30. Right. And I, when I was a teenager, I knew who Richard Pryor was. But I knew who Richard Pryor is from Harlem Nights and some of the, and some of the comedy specials that I would halfway see. But I, don't, I can't quote Richard Pryor. I don't know a Richard Pryor special because that wasn't my time frame. Oh, I do. I, I watched him just on GP. What, what was a Richard Pryor special? No, I mean, he just has Richard Pryor specials that you can pull up on Netflix. Right, but I don't know the name of them, but if I asked you... I mean, no, me, I, you just search Richard Pryor. Tell me a Chris Pryor. Rock one. 
I mean, that's more. I would know it better. Exactly. So I know bigger and blacker. Exactly. Okay. What about Martin? Tell me a Mar- what, what was Martin's stand up called? I don't remember exactly, but I, but I can I can tell you everything about just because Martin, I don't remember. I can remember all that, but I can't tell you nothing about. I can remember Richard Pryor jokes, like I remember Richard Pryor. But I don't think a lot of these young ones do. And I wouldn't have went to Apollo, even if even if I looked like him and sounded like him. I would I would rather people say, "Damn, he sounds a lot like Richard Pryor." Looks like Richard Pryor. No, because if you don't say that you're his son, then you just look like a knockoff. But then, and if, that's bad. You look like an impersonator. He looks like an impersonator. Well, that's the thing, and that's that's no bueno. No, that's no bueno because he wasn't good and didn't make nobody Even laugh. Even if he was good, I still don't appreciate the knockoff of his father. No, it, and it's it, it not that, and it's not that he just looks like him organically because that's his son. It's his mannerisms, his voice, the way he's telling the jokes. He's doing it that to get exactly, that. and that to that me is well. not a good job. Just like um, when we used to watch American Idol because we Correct. don't watch that anymore. When the singers get up and they perform other singers or other artists music Uh the judges are looking for them to do it their way don't just get up here and sing it the same way your run should be a little bit different you have to own it you have to make it your own if you just come up here then you're just like an impersonator and there are a lot of impersonators out there you're looking for real talent authentic talent raw talent and that's despite the fact that he wasn't funny I mean, that was actually kind of bad. It was bad. It, but I feel bad for him. I wouldn't have been there booing. I would have just let him finish his set. But that's boot. just me. I believe in giving somebody a chance. But how about him saying, have some respect? Yeah, and he told everybody, sit down. <laughs> like, basically, like, I ain't going nowhere. I'm Richard Pryor's son. Y'all going to respect me All up bad. in this piece. All bad. Then the booze got louder. And they got louder. But, you know, that's the point where, <laughs> you know, bad for him, he though. shouldn't have came in, in my opinion, he should have did his own set. I wouldn't have came in under my father. He had the same afro like his father. It was a routine. It turned out bad. I hope he can rebound from this and make it funny. But that shit was funny. And if I would have been there, boo! Nah, man. Like, I... Boo! Do you realize what that can do to a person? Ooh. That can just kill someone's whole confidence. But you need it and sometimes. And their it's how drive you back. to go forward. Yeah, I know, I believe that. I've been but at a, let me tell you something. I'm right not fast. a booer. I went to a club I'm one time. Not a booer. And you even know the situation. I was what? in Alabama one time. And I went oh, to DJ. Yeah. And these motherfuckers <laughs> walked out on me. And, and this wasn't. <laughs> This wasn't DJ Envy 15 years ago. This, this was DJ, DJ Envy five years ago. Yes. And they walked out on my and ass. And you called me and told me that you just stank up the whole of Alabama. Right. <laughs> I did. And, and what, what happened? What was so bad, though? What did you do? That, like, you're, I don't know. You're I just couldn't connect an amazing with people. D- like, what, how could you not? Did you not know Alabama music? Were they looking for something that you just couldn't provide? What, what happened? I just couldn't connect with the people. It just wasn't. It was one of those days that my connection was off. And, and the, the crazy thing is I went there a week later and killed it. But that day... Oh my goodness, it was all bad. But I don't want to talk about that because that was a nightmare. But that kid was bad, and he needs to sharpen up. I, I just feel, want to tell I you feel that. bad for him, but wishing him the best moving forward. Now, uh, Coco. Oh, I see Coco, Coco. Right, Coco? people are talking about her right now because oh, what's going on? Um, she went on vacation in the Bahamas. She, mm-hmm. Of course, she has a two-year-old daughter, and Coco decided to go swimming with the sharks. Okay, and she took her two-year-old daughter. Oh, people okay. are people are uh, are saying that she shouldn't be taking her daughter. That is dangerous. And Ice T did not get in the water. Ice T stayed on the boat. Uh huh. So, what do you think about Coco taking her two year old daughter swimming in the Bahamas? Ooh, well, 
it's known that we just recently went to Bora Bora in November right. for Madison's 16th birthday. Mm-hmm. And one of the excursions that we took part in was swimming with the sharks. Correct. So I'm assuming that hers was a very similar type of excursion. Mm-hmm. And we took our kids with us. Right. We took Madison, we took Logan, and we had a great time. And it was... A wonderful experience, and both of them said that that was their most enjoyable excursion right. of the trip. Now, I can understand how she's getting backlash. I understand it. Um, however, the way that we experienced it was we heard about it. I booked it before uh-huh. we got to Bora Bora, but I still felt that when I got there, I needed to be convinced. And they convinced me. The concierge desk, I sat down and spoke with them for about 45 minutes about that specific excursion. Right. They showed me videos. They introduced me to the instructor and they spent a good amount of time telling me about other people's experiences, showing me other guests' photos that mm-hmm. they've posted on social media. I read a lot of reviews and... Everyone seemed to love it. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are people that have gotten out there and could not get off of the boat because they couldn't muster up the courage. But those who did enjoyed themselves and there have never been any incidents. Right. For the length of time that the Four Seasons has been in business, they've never had any incidents. Now... And we talked about this on the Casey Crew podcast. Mm -hmm. Our instructor did say that he was bitten by a shark once. Wait for it. Wait for it. But it was because there was some error of some of the people on the boat that he took out on the excursion. Now, these people have never done it before. And the way that the instructors draw the sharks to the surface is by throwing food, little baby fish, into the water. They see and smell the fish. They see and smell the bait. They come up to the surface. And then you see them in a frenzy. You see all of these sharks fighting for the fish. Mm -hmm. And now they're near the boat. And it's around about that time that you get in so you can experience them within close proximity to you. When our instructor got into the water after he had already drawn the sharks out, He got into the water to demonstrate to his passengers that it was safe. Some of the passengers then went in, took some of the bait out of the bucket and threw it into the water while he was in there. So he was accidentally bitten, not maliciously bitten by a shark that was in the frenzy fighting for the food. Aside from that, there hadn't been any incidents because the sharks and this is what this isn't something that the public would know unless you've done it yourself and asked the right questions but these boats go out to the same areas of the ocean at the same times every day every day right with new tourists so the sharks are there And they're allowing you into their space in a friendly manner. It's kind of like them welcoming you in a sense because they're expecting you and they're happy to get fed. So that's the environment. They're not there in a violent way. And it's, listen, you're not out there with great white sharks. These are, what were they called, babe? Um, Reef sharks? Is that the right term? I'm not sure. I'm not sure she what was they're called. They call, she was swimming with nurse sharks. I'm not sure what the, what the... Okay, well, I guess maybe different parts of the planet have different sharks, but they're smaller. They're not killer sharks. Not to say that they don't have teeth and they can't bite. Of course they can. If for some reason they were forced to be aggressive. But my point is that the environment is predictable. 
within reason. I know that some of you are listening and saying, well, you can't really predict what you know a shark is going to do. But within reason, it's predictable. Right. At the same time, with all of that being said, um, I don't know if I would have brought my two-year-old into the water. Mm-hmm. Um, not for any logical reason, because it's not as though I would love my two-year-old child more than my 14 and 16-year-old child. There just might have been a knee-jerk reaction for me to not bring a smaller child in the water with right. me, but again, not for any logical reason. So no, I don't think that there was anything wrong with her bringing her daughter into the water. When I first saw the video and I read the story, I was like, fuck no, she's crazy. She's bugging. Then why I thought about it. Why would you do that? We I'm did the same why. thing. I was like, damn, you took your kids. I was like, I sure did. I just was thinking because they were a two year old that, you know, it's different, but no, there's no difference. It really isn't. I wouldn't have done it. And my, I would have done it, but not for any good reason. So to, to, you know, but. But what? After I did it, would you do it again? I wouldn't do it again. Why wouldn't you do it again? I did it. I accomplished it. I don't need a shark to go shark and bite me. I wouldn't do it again. Yes, it was experience. We didn't have any problem. Nobody around me had a problem. They haven't had a shark bite maybe once in five years. But I don't want my baby or child to be that. Wait, wait, what do you mean once in five years? They never had a shark bite aside from the the instructor in the story that I just told. Right. So maybe that was one. They've never had an incident. I know, but I don't want to be the incident. Maybe, maybe. But see, that doesn't make sense. You wouldn't want to be the incident the first time. So if you really feel that way, you never should have gotten in the water the first time. Just like with us in skydiving. Right. And you say, well, I did it once. I cheated death. I'm never going to do it again. True. We had two kids at that time. Now you say it's because we have five it kids. Was stupid. We had two kids at that time and we jumped out of a plane. It was stupid. 15, 20, it was stupid. Feet. That was stupid. We shouldn't have jumped out of a damn plane when we had two kids and we shouldn't have went swimming with the sharks with two so kids. So now, just a couple kids. of months later, you really think that we shouldn't have gone swimming with the sharks? Yes, because now I watch the stories and I see where people actually get bit. Remember, we just seen the girl that, that died a week after we got back. The lady died. She was from Wall Street. She was swimming with the sharks and the shark ate her. Okay, he didn't eat her. He bit her leg off and she bled to death or something. He, he didn't bite her leg off. Did she he die? He bit her. Did she die? And I believe that she bled she to death. She did pass, yes. Um, but that was a little bit different. They weren't, quote unquote, swimming with the sharks. She went on a scuba diving excursion. And what went wrong was when she went, when they got down there, a shark that I guess was not, well, clearly wasn't supposed to be there, wasn't expected to be there swam into the area and bit her so So, that was a freak accident but that wasn't as predictable as this type of swimming with the sharks situation like like i said that she was in that we're in and that vacationers all across the globe find themselves in that is a very popular is their number one excursion no it does no it does matter because it speaks to the safety or the presumed safety of the excursion. It should be safe, but anything could happen. And But anything can happen anywhere. You can right. get in your car and drive down the street and be a lot your life will be a lot more at risk driving down the street than getting in the water with the sharks. You're and right. that's the truth. You're talking about probability. People get into car accidents every single day, but they don't get bitten by sharks in that type of situation, in that type of relatively controlled situation every single day. You're right. And I and I agree with you, but I'm, I don't want to take my child into a, a situation or a position where they could get hurt, bit, eaten, or anything wrong. 
when they don't have to. Even though you did. I did and I shouldn't have. And and, and now, okay, and so now I think it back. Okay, so that's your stance. You regret but it. to Coco, I'm not mad at what she did. I did the same thing. She experienced it. People said it was cool. If she wants to do it, that's fine. I don't see a problem with it. No sharks bit our kids. And we were, when we were out there swimming with the sharks, we seen babies in the next boat Oh, yeah, there the were babies. There, were like babies. Si- there was a six-month-old, actually. Out there swimming with the, the sharks. Yeah. So, no, I don't see anything wrong with it. And people, and I think people judge because they've never done it or never really I think it's very it. easy to judge that situation. But I, I don't see a problem with it. And next time we go, I'm pulling the iced tea. I'm staying on the boat. Well, I, I agree with you, but for different reasons. I feel as though I've done it. I've experienced it. So now I have no need to do it again. Not because... I fear for my life. Uh-huh. I felt very safe when we were doing it. If I didn't feel safe, the kids would have never gotten in the water. I was the first one to get in the water. The three of you were chicken butts. Right, and you were the last one to get out. And I was the last one to get out. So I had no fear. I felt safe. I thought it was a beautiful thing to see. Mm-hmm. And you can't even, I can't even say whether I would recommend it or not. It really depends on a person's own desire to do something like that or not. But no, I don't think that there was anything wrong with what she did. However, I I, I understand because I I wouldn't have brought my two-year-old, but not for any good reason. Right. Next topic. Now, lastly, uh, Usher is uh, getting a divorce. Usher and his wife, Grace. Wait, he's married? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He is married. married. I remember that they were engaged. I'd never heard anything about a wedding, though, so I didn't know that they were married. They married in 2015, Mm -hmm. and uh, they released a statement a day ago that says, After much thought and consideration, we have mutually decided to separate as a couple. We remain deeply connected, loving friends who will continue supporting each other through the next phases of our lives. Now, um, they recently put both of their cribs up for sale, one in Atlanta, one, I believe, in Los Angeles. Um, people said uh, it was a kind of a surprise because um, they were just allegedly cuddled up uh, a couple of days beforehand mm-hmm. and they're getting a divorce. What do you think? I can't think anything because I don't know why they're getting a divorce. Um, I don't know either. People saying maybe it's the herpes scandal, but I feel like if it was the herpes scandal, it would have been done a long time ago because the herpes allegedly herpes thing has been going on for what months now? At least. Several months. Um, I know Grace, but I don't, I don't know her personally, but I worked with her when I was at Def Jam and she seems like a, a, a nice person. Usher seems like a cool dude. So I don't know why, but I usually think. A cool when, dude? I don't know him like that. I just everything, every time I met him, he seems pretty cool to me. <laughs> okay. What's funny about that? Um, I don't know that you can really just slap cool dude on somebody. From why? Everything that I understand. What do you understand? Listen, I don't want to get into presumptions. Because it's all it is is presumption. And a man can't be, he can't be guilty. And that's the things with this world. People hear things online and social media and automatically think that they're guilty or that's what they did. But we don't know. I don't know because when I ask automatically. I'm not an automatic type of person. Right. But from everything that I've read and everything that I've heard, which, yeah, I mean, it is media, but media just because media is media doesn't mean that it doesn't put out the truth and it doesn't mean that it is true right but i think that through discernment as people that absorb this information we can pretty much decide what we believe as opposed to what we don't believe and i do have an opinion and I wouldn't necessarily put him in the cool dude box. Um, I don't I don't know. And it's the reason I don't know is because I don't know what's true and what's 
fake. So before I know what's true or what's fake, I can't find somebody guilty or not guilty of their actions. I can only base it off what I know and how I dealt with the person. For instance, when I asked one of his best friends, Jermaine Dupree, if herpes had if herpes, if Usher had herpes. See, it's just, his name is just synonymous with herpes, isn't it? No, when I asked Jermaine Dupree if Usher had herpes, he said no. When I asked Jermaine Dupree if Usher was into big girls and had sex with that big girl that he allegedly had sex with, he said no. He said, I asked him. He said, I asked him these questions. He said, I asked him because I'm writing an album. And I'm like, these are great things to put in the album. And this is also my friend. And I want to know. And he said, he said no. I know Jermaine Dupree. I know him. He hired me. I've known him for years. Mm-hmm. He's a friend of mine. Uh-huh. Um, if he tells me this is something that Usher told him, I have to believe it. I don't know these blog sites. I don't know these people accusing him. So I don't know. And nowadays, and I'm not saying everybody is wrong, but somebody can lie just for any reason. You know, somebody put a blog out that said I was out dating a younger girl. or I was out on a date with a younger girl and it was me taking Madison out. Right. I know. So, Nobody picked it up, but it was stupid. But those are the type of things that people can put out there. So I don't know. So that's why I can say he's a a cool dude from what I see. I mean, I think that's fair that he's a cool dude from what you see and from your experiences with him. But for me, without getting into it, um, there were just certain things and certain pieces of information that I saw Uh that was a little irrefutable to me. And it wasn't just about gossip and, um, listen, for me, if you have, if you're in the unfortunate circumstance to have contracted a sexually transmitted disease, right? then you have to be responsible. Not only do you have to take care of yourself, but you have to take care of people that you choose to be intimate with. I agree. And by taking care of them, you have to give them the choice to be intimate with you, having the knowledge (coughs) that you have a sexually transmitted disease. I agree. Absolutely. If you have sex with them or are intimate with them in a way that they can contract that disease without giving them that grace, no pun intended, without giving them that grace, that courtesy and that pertinent knowledge, then you are a son of a bitch, Mm -hmm. period. Correct. There is no ifs, ands or buts about that. And from the information that I understand, I believe that he did not give some women that he was with those graces. That is what I believe based on the information that I've seen. Can I be wrong? Of course, but that is my opinion. Okay. All right. And that's that's pretty much it. And, you know. So I don't know why they're getting a divorce. I don't know if that played a part of it. You said that you think that they would have probably filed for divorce earlier on. I think that. Not necessarily because you don't know what's going on in their relationship. I don't, but it seems Maybe like- she knew already before it became public. Maybe she didn't. Maybe this is just the point to which that she's not able to deal with it. Maybe they're getting a divorce because he doesn't take out the trash on Wednesdays. We don't know why they're getting a divorce. So I have zero opinion about their divorce or their personal relationship. Well, I wish them the best. I hope they work things out if it's meant to be. And I hope everything works out right for them. And I also wanted to talk about Wendy Williams. You know, Wendy Williams, she left for three weeks. She has a Graves disease is what she says. It's a thyroid condition. So she has to take a, a three week vacation. Um, but it seems like she has a, a, a co-host. A co-host? <clears throat> well, not a co-host, but somebody filling in for her now. Oh, does she really? Jerry O'Connell will fill in for her as a guest. You know who Jerry oh, O'Connell no, of is? Of course, he hasn't filled in for her as yet. 
No, but I think he will this week. Oh, okay. Which is weird to me because Wendy Williams always said nobody will ever sit in that chair. Has she? Yeah, absolutely. Are you sure that she said that? Totally. Yes. Okay. Yes. She said nobody will sit in that chair, which makes me feel like it's even, it's a little worse or the network is making them put somebody there because they got to make sure they get them that revenue dollars. And that's, and that's always bad. And And I told one thing about me with work, I never will miss a day of work. And the reason I never miss a day of work is because I never want any put anybody else in that slot. And not that I'm not secure in my job, but I'm not secure in my job. Somebody can have a better day, can have a great day and try to take my job. I'm never going to give somebody an opportunity to take my spot, my place, my position. Never. Mm-hmm. That's just how I am. I think that's smart business dealings on your part. On your part. And even if I go to Johannesburg, Africa, which I'm coming out there soon, I will try to broadcast from out there because I don't want to give anybody that opportunity. Right. And the fact that Wendy Williams is doing that because Wendy Williams thinks the same way. She's somebody that doesn't take Smart vacations. She's somebody that that will not take a day off. Well, she's she a hard hiatus, worker. But and when she goes, the whole show's off. The when whole she's on show hiatus. is off. Right. So the fact that Jerry O'Connell is filling in kind of gives me that maybe her condition is a little more worse than expected mm-hmm. or the fact that the network is making her put somebody in that spot because they got to keep them rev- that ad dollars and that revenue in. But also look at the choice. It is someone completely different than her. She is a black woman. Correct. And the person that's filling in for her is a white male. Correct. So that is not nearly as much of a threat because, you know, she pretty much speaks to a certain demographic, people that are interested in, you know, world news and celebrity news. Hot topics, correct. Hot topics, culture and things of that nature. So she might have cherry picked him as someone that wouldn't threaten her position. I'm not mad at that. As much as someone that is similar to her. Right, because if I pick somebody... It would appeal to the same audience. I'm going to pick somebody Gender-wise and race-wise. Because I'm going to pick somebody that's going to stink it up that when you see them, you'll be like, oh, I can't wait for... I think Jerry Collins I can't wait for Wendy to come back. He's not going to talk like Wendy. He's not going to do the... No, but but this is my point. He is not... He is not cut from the same cloth as Wendy. They're Absolutely two not. completely different individuals with two completely different things to offer. Jerry O'Connell, I see him sometimes on what um, Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. Correct. And you kind of get to see his chops. And like when you said that, I'm thinking, okay, I can kind of narrow down what he has to offer on that right. show. So, no, I think he'll do a great job, but just a different job than Wendy. Okay. That's all. All right. All right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. What? Why are you looking at me like that? Nothing. I gave you all the time you wanted plus more. Okay, no, we're good. All right. <laughs> it's time to get up out of here. Don't forget again, our show April 15th is live. Highline Ballroom. Hopefully we see you there uh, and enjoy your week. All right, I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is Pillow Talk with the Casey Crew. Thanks for coming over. Toodles. Toodles.